0: This is a marketing communication. Please refer to the key information document or KID before making any final investment decisions. Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance does not predict future returns. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Brunner Trust, please go to www.brunner.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the 13th and latest installment of Connected Investor, the podcast from the Brunner Investment Trust. I'm Joe Lynham, the BBC World Service presenter and News Talk business editor. And in this podcast, we're going to take a look at whether we're entering a new technology winter as digital companies fall out of favor and job losses start to mount. We will look at how that might affect you, the markets, and, of course, the Brunner Fund. And we are joined by the Portfolio Manager of the Brunner Investment Trust, and that is Christian Schneider. Schöne Grüße. Hi, Joe. How are you? Very good to see you again. Have you um, any thoughts on whether we are entering some sort of tech winter or tech sell-off
1: Yes, good question, uh, Joe. Actually, we have seen already since latest, the start of the year, quite a tech sell-off that had two root causes. The first first one was a very macro one that also drove the markets down and tech stocks even more. And that has been that we saw a significant rise in interest rates. And as you know, kind of rates, interest, rates going up as the risk-free rate, future earnings are getting discounted more than kind of current earnings. And technology stocks as growth companies, they do have a lot of future earnings in uh, expectations. And so their stock prices dropped quite a lot, like kind of most equities in the markets, the markets did. The second thing is many of those technology companies came off of two really terribly good years for them during the pandemic uh, very many tech stocks sold more product than they ever did before services than they ever did before because everybody was sitting at home working from home was was abundant everywhere uh, in in the lockdown periods we had and so they had a super normal business during this periods and now face simply a difficult comp so a double whammy effect for them uh, interest rates going up affecting them more than the average equity and secondly Coming kind of comparing to a high base, uh,
0: basically versus previous years in terms of earnings growth. Now, over the past few months, we've spoken a lot, Christian, about growth stocks and reliable income stocks. Given the fall off in value that we've seen from technology companies, and of course, a lot of it is related to the fact that we bought all our technology two years ago during the first lockdown, and you know, demand for those products have fallen away. Um, and our technology stocks still regarded as growth stocks. Very good question, Joe. Um, actually, I think
1: you have to differentiate. Like in every other sector, I think that um, no growth or technology company is is alike, basically. Very heterogeneous kind of composition of names labeled technology these days. So it's everything in there from a company like Microsoft and Apple, the large cap companies, to a laptop producer like Hewlett Packard, uh, and all sorts of software and semiconductor services in between. And it very much depends on what the growth outlook is for. Uh, those kind of companies, uh, are they mature in the business cycle, or is there a long growth runway because they are uh, penetrating an underserved market here at this point? If you think of that proverbial kind of laptop maker, Hewlett Packard, I would think it is more cyclical in nature and less growthy because kind of, everybody has a laptop PC by now or desktop or whatever, so it's a very mature market. In other spaces, like kind of, if you think cloud comp- computing, we think there's a long runway in 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 growth for these services uh, underway. So it's difficult to label a sector growth on non-growth. You have to
0: differentiate between uh, single companies in each sector. For the first time in in quite a while, Christian, investors have a choice about where to put their money if they want to earn some regular income because, you know, a decade ago interest rates were zero and they remain zero for so long. Um, Property prices haven't collapsed. They have grown quite, you know, quite strongly in the last two years while technology stocks have definitely been sold off i just wonder what's what's the thinking regarding investors with money where are they looking the most well good question they 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 look for uh
1: capital growth going forward they want their um their um, wealth being protected from inflation uh, so every year currently at least um uh, inflation is eating away uh your wealth if you don't have a compounding capital growth uh, in there. And you need income. Uh, So I think both is needed. There is is short term, there's a bit of of demand for this and that, but but longer term, uh, an investor wants to have its its wealth kind of shielded from inflation nibbling nibbling away from it, and and yet a bit of uh, income production. As we're doing at bronner actually, we try to invest in companies that that do uh, actually create a lot of capital growth out of themselves, reinvesting earnings um, into the business and growing um, the earnings line, and at the same time being able to to pay a handsome
0: dividend. I think uh, the mixture of both growth uh, is, is key uh, in the long run. Inflation is so important in this whole discussion, isn't it, Christian? Um, it looks as if it has peaked in North America and Europe. It's still affecting households and it's still affecting the outlook, but it looks as if the, the underlying inflation may be starting to dip. Yes, actually,
1: we have seen the first data points, first out of the US, that uh the second derivative or the headline inflation growth is coming down a bit from the peak levels we have seen. That's partly due to the fact that we're running into easier comparisons. Right. So uh, we're running into a period where a year ago we had already quite strong inflation. Uh, if you look back, uh, inflation drivers over the last one and a half, two years have been kind of supply chain bottlenecks after the pandemic. Um, China shutting down production due to COVID restrictions still um we had, of course, that very terrible war in the Ukraine, um, kind of impacting the energy sector and also supply chains across the board. So we had very many kind of near term inflation drivers and some of them anniversary, meanwhile. So if you look at the, the oil price, for example, uh, a year ago, it was kind of at levels where we are right now, even higher. Uh, so in order to keep that boost to inflation, those kind of input costs would keep on – need to rise again and again and again. And so we would expect that over the winter into next year, from this base effects, inflation will be slowing. The key question for central banks, however, will be whether they get inflation back into their comfort zone, which is around 2-ish percent. Um, And that remains to be seen. There are kind of voices out there viewing that um, inflation will be higher for longer, for various reasons like demographics and deglobalization, uh, whereas other things that we go back to to normal pretty quickly, remains to be seen. Um, Currently, uh, central banks are still fighting inflation uh, very furiously, and they will do so, in our opinion, until they see a weakening in the economy because they often have a dual goal like the Federal Reserve having a dual goal looking after the labor market and inflation, Labor market is still strong, inflation high. They will fight
0: inflation as long as as the labor market is, is fine. If that weakens, they will hold off. Whereas in Europe, in the European Central Bank, their primary target is inflation. They are focused zeroing in on inflation only and less concerned about the economy. And that is worrying in itself because if they keep hiking rates, there is the risk that you exacerbate the downturn. Well, absolutely.
1: And of course, it is the goal of central banks to slow down the economy. We had a supply demand imbalance driving inflation, and and the central banks cannot do anything about supply, right? They cannot fuel more chip supply, more energy supply, what they can do is they can engineer a slowdown in demand. And that's what we've, they have done and tried uh, recently. So that was very well intended by central banks. Now, to your point, uh, the main goal or the goal of the European Central Bank is fighting inflation. And there's a risk, of course, that every central bank makes a, pol- a policy error and overshoots. It's also a risk on the F- Federal Reserve, of course, in, in that regard. However, uh, central banks, historically, both the Federal Reserve as well as the European Central Bank, they had been pragmatic about kind of looking at the economy as well, where they can fine tune, and not sure. But if you look back during the Eurozone crisis in the earlier parts of the 2010 years, um, the central bank in Europe had a Pretty clear view also on the economy, not just on inflation at the time. So,
0: while it's not the stated goal, they clearly have have the economic growth in mind. Yes, I remember Mario Draghi saying he would do whatever it took to save the eurozone, even though that had nothing to do with inflation. Very interesting point to bring to a close uh, this episode of the Connected Investor. And thank you for joining me. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Connected Investor Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts so you don't have to go hunting for the next episodes. Thank you for listening. Your views matter to us. So please get in touch. You can contact us via the website, which is www.brunner.co.uk. So from Christian Schneider, the Portfolio Manager for Brunner Investment Trust and me, Joe Lynham. Ta-ta for now.